We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Maps Step Back podcast. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning. Ball in the airline center, we bout to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up off the porch. How you reckon with his force? Third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth. Look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas. Airline serving as the palace. Young team, and it's full of talent. Want revenge, we accept the challenge. Luca carrying a legacy. What it take to be an MVP? Being great, know it cost a fee. Know it really Really ain't that hard to see. Hold on, wait. Silence the critics, cause they never did it. Pass out Jordan, I ain't woke up the city. Map shooting hot like we straight out the chimney. Go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy. Mo triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50. Step back smoother, you know it's so filthy. If I get down on my team, gonna lift me. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back. No, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and DallasBasketball.com colleague, Matt Galatson. Matt, today we are officially uh, two full weeks, only two weeks away from the Mavs starting training camp, uh, the off season. It hasn't really gone the way everybody expected it to, I think. I think most people have kind of come around, you know, to the idea of, yeah, you know, it didn't meet expectations, but the team's still going to be good. You have Luka Doncic. It's only his fourth season in the league. Uh, he's posted stuff of him, you know, being in the weight room and starting to get, starting to get in shape. Uh, had more of a normal offseason this time around, and, you know, he started, started off the season kind of sluggish last year. He wasn't in shape, and that was very – very uh, obvious and I think that probably sits in the back of his mind how he started last season so I don't think that's going to happen again Uh, the roster did improve so I think for at least the regular season uh, even if the roster stays exactly how it is right now uh, the Mavs are still going to have a lot of regular season success I think they're going to win a bunch of games I think they are going to end up getting home court 
uh, in the West this year. I just, I, I just feel like regular season success for this team isn't going to be a problem. Now, when they get to the postseason, if they still haven't addressed the secondary playmaking stuff that we've been harping on all offseason and, you know, it was stated to be one of their biggest priorities going into the offseason and it hasn't happened yet, uh, then, you know, that's probably where the team will start to see some issues. So that, that that's where I'm at with this team. I'm excited. Going into training camp, I still think there's a, you know, a move or two that needs to be made to completely solidify them as like title contenders. But as far as regular season wins and regular season rankings in the West standings, I mean, I'm I'm pretty optimistic with how this team can perform in a regular season uh, atmosphere. So what are your thoughts on that as we get closer to training camp? Yeah, I mean, um, look, the there's still a lot to be positive about. Um, I uh, I'm known as being the biggest pessimist outside of maybe Kirk Henderson on the, on the Mavs beat and on Mavs Twitter, but never once did we say that, um, you know, this team was going to be bad. I never said that. Uh, I know Kirk's never said that. I know you've never said that. Nobody's ever said that, but there's a lot to be excited about. Um, they do have the issues though, you know, that there's secondary playmaking stuff. I mean, we've been talking about that longer than just the off season. We've been talking about that dating back to the beginning of last season. Uh, and that's something they certainly need to get addressed. So, um, but there, you know, there's there's still a lot to be excited about. And I'm 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 very intrigued to see what Reggie Bullock does. I'm very intrigued to see what um, how they can fit Sterling Brown into the into the into the rotation and, and you know make Luca's life easier with these three point shooters. I mean, all these are good things. So um, we just kind of have to see the approach they take. And if you know. I, I know people are tired of hearing it, especially from me, God, especially from me. But, you know, if they get Goran Dragic, then that's a major win in so many ways. And I know people are tired of I was about to I was about to ask you, like apparently the uh the Instagram post that Goran put on uh this morning, you know, with the Raptors welcoming him and he had like the balloon bouquet thing that had uh had his name printed on it and all this personalized Raptors gear. And he said, Oh, thanks Toronto. And let, let's get to work. So that didn't completely shatter your hopes. <laughs> no, because I, I mean, what else is he supposed to do? Like, I mean, he already learned his lesson from even considering not wanting to play in Toronto. He just got a ton of social media backlash and maybe what he said was mistranslated. I don't know. It doesn't really matter at this point because the damage was done. But I think at that point he realized, okay, just from an optic standpoint, I need to, um, you know, I need to approach this as though I'm all in because. He was attacked. He was attacked by Toronto fans when, (laughs) when that, when that interview came out. (laughs) And like, not only does he, does he need to do that personally for optics, but I think Toronto's like, Hey, we are going to help you work towards a buyout and get you where you want to go. But we need you to also on, on your side, and on our side, I think we need like I think we need to play this um, as positively as possible, just from an optics standpoint, because that's just how things like you you don't want controversy, you don't want like I mean the last thing they want them to do is is take a picture on an Instagram post and say hey none of this crap's gonna gonna matter in two weeks, 
So <laughs> I think that's just what he had to do. It doesn't concern me at all. I mean, we, we know what the, Maver- what the Mavericks want. We know what Goron wants, and that's ultimately what matters. Yeah, and I, I don't necessarily – I think as a last resort, I think Toronto is at a point where it's like, okay, well, you know, we'll buy him out. We're going we're gonna to buy him out. But that's if we absolutely get to a point where we can't trade him. So I'm starting to think that, you know, Masai Ujiri is, is willing to, you know, run this thing out until possibly as late as the trade deadline. I mean, maybe not all the way up to it, but I, I've accepted that this is probably not a move that's going to happen before the start of the season. And maybe, I mean, there's a chance it still could, but I'm just – I'm not as optimistic on it now. Um, but, you know, it's definitely one of those things to keep an eye on. And like I said, for the regular season at least, I don't think it's going to matter as much. But if they can get him before they get on uh, their playoff run this year, and, you know, Goran Dragic still has a couple months before the playoff starts to get acquainted to his new team and, you know, get mixed in there, I think – that would work. That would still work out really well for them. So, uh, okay, let's see here. We did a mailbag this week, an old-fashioned mailbag. So, we're gonna go through every one of these questions, and we're gonna give our answers to it, and then just a little, just a little sneak sneak peek here, a little preview, a little spoiler alert type of thing uh, for all of our live content. Going forward, guys, we're going to be using uh, an app called Fireside. Uh, maybe some of y'all have heard of it, but basically it's like it's basically going to be a more enhanced version of what you've seen over at Green Room. Uh, it's going to give us a lot more flexibility, a lot of different places where we can simultaneously uh, record live. And uh, it's, it's a smooth, uh, smooth app, smooth to use. Uh, I know there's so many different live recording out apps out there right now, but uh, Mark Cuban co-founded this one and him and his co-founder invited us to join it. And uh, we did a little mini seminar thing with them telling us all about it the other day. And I mean, it seems like it's really going to be, you know, something. it seems like this is what we've been looking for. You know, it has everything that, uh, that we want that's going to make our lives easier when it comes to live content. And it's going to be good for you, the listeners, as well. So uh, if you want to go ahead uh, and download the Fireside app, go ahead and do so. You can find myself on there. It's just Dalton Trigg. Matt's on there, too. Matt Galatson. Uh, and just go ahead and download it and follow us on there because our next episode is going to be uh, done on Fireside. So, uh, okay, Matt, we're going to jump into these traditional mailbag questions this one is from reese on twitter uh he's from the mavs outsiders podcast uh he reese said was that no 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 this is other reese <laughs> i was gonna say i didn't know he was on that podcast no no this is this is other reese uh reese conkle he's he's taken a twitter hiatus lately i haven't seen him on there in a while um uh, but anyway reese he says Who's a Mavs-related guest, either a player, front office, coach, media, fan, whoever, uh, that you want on the show that hasn't been on already? Can I, uh, can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Luca. See, see, I was leaning towards that, but here's my thing. We've seen how Luca, and he's getting better, obviously. 
you know, he's getting better in the media and with his, uh, with his interviews and his quotes he gives and all that. So he's getting better as time goes on, just like Dirk did, but he just doesn't really, he, it seems like one of those guys where like, if we did have him on the podcast, I mean, obviously you have him if you can have him, but it seems like one of those things that you'd be like straining to try and get 10 minutes out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean? another one though. Who's that? Boban. Oh yeah. That'd be, that'd be amazing. I didn't even, I didn't even think about him. The one I was going to choose is former player uh, Tyson Chandler. I'd love to have Tyson Chandler on the pod. Yeah. Jet would be good too. Yeah, Jed's very talkative. Any of any of the 2011 uh, championship guys, I, I I would love to have them on, but especially Tyson Chandler because he's just a really smart dude, and uh, I, I would love to have him on. Uh, okay, next one here. This is from Alden on Twitter. What are y'all's hobbies outside of basketball? I'm gonna let you go first. Oh man. Um... Outside of basketball, is this what I do in my free time? Because I don't really get a lot of free time these days. Yeah, I mean, just if if you do have free time, what do you like to do? Uh, Warzone. Um, you know, if you want this, if you want this smoke, uh, my Xbox gamer tag is the Galatinator. Uh, but you know, I I love uh, I like the golf. Haven't been haven't been able to play in a while, but I like to golf. I like to hunt. Podcasts, listening to podcasts while I work, all that kind of stuff. Nothing too crazy. Um, sort of my main focus lately, though, um, and this is going to sound really cheesy, so don't um, nobody make fun of me. But um, trying to my my girlfriend is in college is in grad school at uh, Indiana, so. Typically these days, whatever free time I have, uh, I spend trying to um, maintain that because it's a long distance thing and that's that's always tough. But yeah, I mean that just pretty much those things, nothing crazy. Um, but that's pro- that's been my biggest focus lately. Yeah, I mean it's it's for me. I mean I'm I'm really kind of boring outside of my <laughs> outside of my basketball stuff. You know, if I have free time. I even go play basketball in my free time. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a Southern Miss uh, alumni, so uh, I like to I like to go to Southern Miss football games every now and then, even though they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, pretty much everything I do. I mean, as as crazy as it sounds, it you know it it kind of revolves around sports until you get to the holidays, and then you go and spend time with family and everything, but. Uh, you know, even video game related, I'm not even a huge video game guy. Uh, if I do play something, it's either, <laughs> it's either 2k or, you know, I recently got into, uh, uh, MLB, the show, you know, during the, uh, at the start of the summer. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's really just kind of boring over here. I just, uh, I, I got my day job. That's not a hobby. That's, but you know, I work eight to five. Monday through Friday, and then sometimes I'm able to take advantage of lunch breaks and record a pod. If not, we do it in the in the afternoons, or you know, we kind of force it if we have a special guest. But other than that, there's, I mean, <laughs> that's really it. This is uh, this is all aside from Dalton's other second day job where he markets Welch's grape juice. Uh, yeah, yeah, 
He's yeah, been doing I'm, it since, I'm, he was, since he was a youngster. We all know it. So, yeah, look up the Welch's grape juice kid on YouTube. That's I've been linked to that by Matt for years. So, <laughs> childish Gambino is to Donald Glover as Welch's grape juice kid is to Dalton. Oh man, and nobody asked us about this, but. Uh, this is just kind of a random thing. I, I guess I'd say I, I love listening to music too, and I love all kinds of music. Uh, and then you know, recently they had the uh, the big debate. You know, Kanye versus Drake was Donda better than you know Certified Lover Boy and all that stuff. And I'm just sitting over here like I'm I'm really enjoying both. <laughs> I, I really love it. Uh, any kind of music like that, and I thought both were great and. I even saw, I don't even know if you saw it, but like even Nelly came out with a new album and I was just like, you know what? That's like a, that's like a hip hop slash country crossover type album. And I'm like, I really enjoyed that too. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to check that one out anytime soon, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I figured you wouldn't, but I've, I've always been a big Nelly fan. So I, I enjoyed that one as well. But anyway, all right, this next one. Uh, is from Katie on Twitter. Said, uh, why is Luca? Yeah. 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 I'm kind of going out of order here. We already talked about Dragic. So, David on Twitter, I'm sorry. Uh, we already reached our Dragic quota at the beginning of this pod, but I think we think we already answered your question there. Uh, but uh, Katie on Twitter says, why is Luca the M- MVP odds favorite? going into the season again when the chances are the Mavs won't be high enough a high enough seed for him to get it uh and that was part one from her and my answer to that I think I've kind of already given that answer too I think they're going to be really good in the regular season I think they will be high enough to where he can he can win MVP this year you know um so I mean I think his numbers will be good enough and they'll be high enough in the west standings and they will win enough games to where he can legitimately win MVP. So you don't have to be the number one seed in the West to win MVP. Uh, Nikola Jokic just just showed us that. Right. Um, I, I I have a quick take on this one. Um, I think anytime a player does something truly outstanding that nobody else in the league did that year, he has a very good chance of winning MVP. And I think. I think the odds makers know that, but I also think Luca is going to average a triple double next year. So, yeah, I and I mean, some, something, something that's only been done five times in NBA history, and Russell Westbrook's done it four of those times, which is insane. <laughs> Oscar Robertson is the other one, uh, but yeah, it, it wouldn't shock me at all. He was he was very very close, Luca. That is uh, to averaging a triple double last year, and if he does that this season. And he keeps improving his three-point shooting, which he raised up to 35% this past year, uh, which was by far a career high. If he can keep improving on that uh, and the Mavs, you know, roll through the regular season the way I expect them to, uh, I think he has a very legitimate shot at winning MVP. And I really don't – I mean, if, if you average a triple-double and you've got your team as one of the top teams in the West, I mean, that's going to be really hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you have like uh, guys like Antetokounmpo and Jokic who have already won MVPs. So you wonder if there's any kind of voter fatigue there, and you know stuff like that. Voters like a new guy if he if his uh, if his credentials are good. So, all right, 
Second part of that, it says, where do you envision the Mavs ranking this season? Are they getting that four seed or are they fighting to stay out of the play-in? Uh, I've already given my take on this. I'm, I, I think they're definitely going to get home court. Uh, I've kind of talked myself into that three seed, definitely four seed at, you know, if, if injuries uh, stay at bay, you know, if they, if they stay relatively healthy, I think this team is going to get home court. Uh, but I could I could potentially see a scenario, you know, given the rest of the West landscape, uh, how they could end up finding themselves in that three seed. What do you think? Yeah, no, I um, I don't think that's I think that's probably the best case scenario. Um, I don't see them finishing that high personally, but I think they'll be close. Um, the West is just tough and there's, you know, there's going to be a lot to dictate that dictates uh, what happens going forward. I mean, the Lakers, we don't know what they're going to be with all of their geriatrics. Like, are they going to be the experienced Wiley vet team that just, you know, is able to handle everything or are they just going to break down and all be in wheelchairs by the end of the season? Um, but no, yeah, I, I think the three seed is not, out of the realm of possibility at all, personally. Well, I like I said, we'll we'll see very soon. You know, the season's coming up quick, and uh, how the season starts off will probably, you know, give us a good indicator of you know where our gut feelings were at. Uh, but you know, I just given everything the team went through last year, all the the crossroads, all the hiccups, uh, and then they still found a way to end up uh, as the fifth seed which, again, that was a three-way tiebreaker. But, you know, they, they had a bunch of injuries. They had, uh, they had the COVID stuff they went through. They had Luca not in the best of shape at the beginning of the season, rushed offseason. You, know, uh, you know, you had the stuff with Rick Carlisle that everybody was upset about. He, he, you know, when, when the team had the COVID issues and that was a golden opportunity to get, give the young guys a bunch of run, you know, even though they, they were losing games anyway, so it made sense just to, like, let the young guys develop. You know, that never really happened. <laughs> it was very frustrating. So, I think there's just a lot of things you can point to. And then even if you are disappointed with the offseason acquisitions, you know, they are an upgrade. You have to factor in some uh, internal development with uh, – with Luca and some other guys too, especially Luca though. I mean, he's going to continue to get better. He's only 22 years old. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just, I'm really optimistic about it. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Matt, these next two, we're going to go through these two kind of quick. Uh, it's kind of a you know non-serious stuff. This is from Patrick on Twitter. Uh, not the Patrick, the robot that spelled without a C. This, <laughs> this is a different one. But anyway, Patrick on Twitter says, what Hollywood actor would play Dirk in a movie about his career? And, Matt, I've thought about this for a little bit, and – if we're just going based off of like who looks the closest to Dirk, I've kind of settled on Owen Wilson, but five, I, I understand that. I was going to say, you know, just from facial recognition, I'd go with Owen Wilson, but like with voice and like stature, you know, I, I'd have to go with like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> So I, I, had, I have I had a crossbreed answer for that. <laughs> I, I had a couple here that I thought of. Uh, one of them, I thought it would be hilarious if Dolph Lundgren did it. <laughs> That's a good uh, one. I like massive. that. And he's got, you know, he's got that. Uh, he's got that just dirty, dirty mentality. Um, but the other ones, you know, I thought about uh, Jason Siegel. He's, he's, a really, yeah. he's a really good actor. He's tall. He likes basketball. He's, you know, that'd be a decent one. Um, but this is also like really hard. You know, it, it's impossible it to, to, to do something like that, I think, just off the top of your head. One, one thing I thought would be funny, uh, based off of his recent Hollywood appearance, actually, uh, Bobon's technically an actor now. Maybe he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think my mind kind of drifted towards Dolph Lundgren at first. And I, I, that, that's know, a good one. I, I, I didn't think about him, but that would be that would be pretty cool. Uh, you know, he's he's a little, a little more jacked than what <laughs> than what Dirk is, but you know, so so would Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, but as far as just like you know, Owen Wilson, he's got like that that shaggy blonde hair look. It kind of it just kind of reminds me of a, of a young day Dirk, or I, I guess prime Dirk when he had the uh, the long hair going and everything. So I don't know. I mean, I, that'd probably be a epic failure if they tried to do that, and then they used his uh, Owen Wilson's voice, and then it just ruined it. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a little bit. Wow. What a great (laughs) shot, J kid. Wow. (laughs) Okay. You know what? That might actually be a good idea. I could find myself enjoying that movie. (laughs) All right. Next one is, uh, Let's see. This is from Ben on Twitter. Uh, he contributes to Mavs Moneyball. Uh, let's see. All right. So for time's sake, we're going to choose four each. But he said, choose players, eight players total from the rosters of the 20, or 2006 team and 2011 finals teams uh, for a real-world style reality show. Uh, okay. So I'm going to go first here. I'm going to pick two from the the 06 team and two from uh, the 2011 team. So the 06 team, I'm going with uh, Josh Howard and uh, Jerry Stackhouse. And then the 2011 team, I'm going with Deshaun Stevenson and uh, Jason Terry. <laughs> that's that's my four. I think that would uh, I think that would be a very fun uh, group to have a reality TV show about. Ooh, um, I thought about putting Dirk in there just because of like the, you know, uh, he failed in 2006 and then, you know, he has the redemption in 2011 and, you know, he's just, he'd kind of bring like a feel good guy to the show and everything. But I mean, I just, I couldn't do it. (laughs) So mine would be, I, I think, so, so clarify this from here are they going on the same show yeah yeah we're supposed to like combine these guys to all go on the same show so Hmm. i think uh marquise daniels and josh howard from the 06 team marquise Uh, daniels would be a good reality tv show guy yeah i mean that would just be like a pot smoking like reflection reality <laughs> show but then like if you go to to the 2011 team like i kind of want to have dirk and uh brian cardinal i think brian cardinal would be like the perfect reality show guy you could put him on like literally any sports reality show and he would be a perfect fit yeah i agree with that but i don't know like those are my four guys who i think would be best but i don't know if they've fit well together i know that out of any of those teams the one guy i would pick is brian cardinal uh you can't tell me that brian cardinal couldn't be doing exactly what uh brian scalabrini has been doing the last handful of years if not better better at it the janitor (laughs) are you kidding me yeah he comes in a cleanup time i'm i'm actually disappointed that we haven't heard you know hardly anything out of him since he retired it's very disappointing we need to we need to look into that. That might that might be more up uh, forgotten Mavs. You know, it might that might be more up his avenue there or Mavs archives is what it's called now. But you know, we I, I wouldn't mind having Brian Cardinal on the show. We may have to go back to Reese's question at the top of the smell back <laughs> and slip him in there. But uh, okay, this is the next one, Matt from Rolo on Twitter. Uh, we're gonna try and get these last three out here, but. It says, besides Seattle and Las Vegas, which seems like the obvious choices right now, which other cities that don't have an NBA team could become host of an expansion team in the future? Uh, what, what were his two? Seattle, uh, Seattle, and Las Seattle, Vegas. Seattle and Las Vegas. I've, I haven't said this, like, on the pod or anything. 
uh, at least I don't think I have, but like privately, like just talking with friends and uh, I have an uncle that lives there and we go to visit him every now and then, but Nashville, I feel like Nashville would be an excellent place uh, for an NBA expansion franchise because uh, it was about four, let's see, it's 2001. Yeah. So four years ago, my wife and I uh, went on our honeymoon and it was like a, long we went from we started in dallas and we went like all the way to myrtle beach and uh south carolina on a road trip and uh we stopped in nashville and met with my uncle and all that stuff and it was right right in the middle of the uh, stanley cup when the predators made it and man the city was just it was incredible Uh, i watched i don't watch hockey a lot but i watched some of those games the crowd was incredible uh it just feels like that'd be that'd be a really cool place to have an nba franchise but yeah um no i i was just trying to think um i think well so first of all going back to nashville if they can accept a hockey team they would be head over heels for a basketball team so that's a really good pick yeah but i think that my pick for like a major city i think would have to be pittsburgh Ooh, that's a good one because like (laughs) They, that's a that's a really major city that doesn't have one. They can fold in the black and gold uh, uniform theme. That they're I think pretty sure they're the only major city which every, where every team has the same color scheme, which is really cool. Create a Pittsburgh and Philly rivalry up there, basketball. Right, exactly. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I think that those that that fan that that city would would eat something like that up, and they, it would give them an excuse, kind of like what what Brooklyn did for New York. It would give them an excuse to uh, kind of separate themselves from the disaster that is the Seventy Sixers. Okay, so that one was fun. Uh, the last two here. This one is from MFFL Philippines on Twitter. Uh, it says, "Do you think Luca being a prime MVP candidate?" considering his league-wide, his league-high usage stats last year is going to be good or bad for the Mavs in the long run. Uh, I kind of had to look at this twice because at first I was like, well, I mean, it can't be a bad thing. But then I thought about it again. I was like, okay, I can kind of see what he's saying here. I think they definitely have to get Luca some more help as far as the secondary ball handler stuff just to get his usage rate down. I don't think it's a bad thing, you know, for the team. Uh, be, him having a you know a high usage rate, especially as currently constructed, because him being an MVP candidate and having that high usage, this team's going to win a lot of regular season games, and I think it's going to have the team in a better position in the West in the playoffs. Now, long term, if we're looking long term, because like I said, Luke is only 22 years old; he's already done so much in his first three seasons. Long term, they've got to uh, they've got to get that handled. Uh, And I think you can still be an MVP candidate without having to have historic usage rates like like what we've seen from Luca, especially in the postseason last year. But I do kind of, you know, worry about him, about the toll that it's going to have on him in the long term if they don't get him the certain certain help that he needs. So, well, what's your thoughts on that? Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't think they really had any other choice over the last few years since Luca has been with them to – to go about it in any other way obviously it would be better if um he had that help so he didn't have to have such a high usage rate um but you know if if this is the roster that he has going forward then 
I do think that's what's best for them this season is for him to have the ball in his hands as often as possible and, and make things happen. I don't think there's any other way they can win, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just – I think it's a good thing for the Mavs for sure. Uh, I just kind of – like I said, if, if, if everything stays the way it has been for the foreseeable future, then you start to wonder like, okay, well, is he eventually going to break down because of this load that he's had to carry, you know, forever because – you know, LeBron did that in Cleveland, and it finally got to a point where he was just like, look, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to Miami to team up with D-Wade and Chris Bosh and, you know, where I don't have near as much of a load to carry. Uh, so you kind of wonder if it just keeps going on for the next handful of years, if that would, uh, if that would eventually creep into Luca's mind, like, hey, I need a break. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully – and I'm not, I'm not going to place any money on it, but hopefully he gets a little bit uh, – a little bit more help out of KP this year because uh, I know we've been harping on it, but or mainly I've been harping on it, but it's just a fact that it's been Porzingis's first fully healthy offseason where he hasn't had to rehab anything. He's been able to fully focus on his game. Uh, he ha- He's not going to have to play catch up at the start of the season. He's going to be ready to go from game one, which has like never happened. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Won't get my hopes up, won't put any money on it, but uh, if it does happen, that would just completely change the dynamic of this team uh, going into this season and beyond. So, uh, all right, last one here, Matt. This is from Ryan on Instagram. We got an Instagram question this time. Uh says, what matchups are you guys looking forward to the most this season? And for me, and, I mean, you probably all already know this. I'm sure most of our listeners already know this, but – you know, given given my location, I really enjoy going down to New Orleans. It's about an hour and a half drive from where I'm at. Uh, every time the Mavs play down there, I try to go down there and, you know, do my thing media-wise, and I really enjoy it. Uh, so that that's the ones I'm looking forward to when they play uh, in New Orleans. I think the first time they play down there this year is like December 1st, and then they play again down there in February. I really go. I just really love enjoy going down there and uh, you know getting to chat with some of my my other media friends that I've made you know throughout the past handful of years and um, you know just get to cover the team and you know it's something I don't get to do uh, much. I've only done it a hand uh, two or three times you know in in Dallas the last handful of years and uh, and then we had COVID come up and it kind of. I didn't even go to New Orleans last year because of all of that. So I'm really excited about those those games down in New Orleans this year. Is there is there a particular matchup that you're excited for, Matt? When Indiana comes to Dallas. That uh, is a very good one. With Rick Carlisle. That, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, I don't really care about the actual outcome of the game, per se. I mean, you know, I, that whatever happens, happens. Um, but I'm 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 excited to see the the welcome that Rick Carlisle gets back because I mean as much as we complained about him he's the best coach in the history of the franchise it's not even oh he's close. a he's a Mavericks legend I yeah. mean we <laughs> I mean there's no true, doubt about that he's a he's a true Maverick for life um, oh yeah and just because they parted ways doesn't I mean that's not the case so I'm excited to see what they do for him when he comes um, and. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly excited to see what he does with Indiana with a fresh start. Uh, yeah, he's got a good a, roster to work with. Yeah, with a with a front office that's probably going to be a little bit easier to work with. So um, that's the one that really sticks out to me. Um, 
obviously the Christmas Day game with Utah is going to be fun and all that stuff. But it's it's really I don't think there's another game on schedule that um, any Mavs fan should be looking forward to more than Indiana coming to Dallas. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things like Rick Carlisle in Indiana. He doesn't have he doesn't have a Luca. He doesn't have a Dirk type star player. But I think just the depth from from the top to the bottom. That's a very Rick Carlisle type of team. Like, I think he'll do very well with that. Uh, they'll be very deep. They're in the East, so I'm sure they'll rack up a bunch of wins in the regular season. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, I mean, obviously towards the end there, everybody started to feel like, you know, it was kind of time for a change, and we had certain things that we didn't like about how Rick Carlisle handled the younger players and stuff like that, maybe Luca's minutes here and there. But, you know, overall, big picture, I mean, we obviously respect the guy. Uh, he, I mean, he, he's obviously going to be, you know, a big part of the Mavs uh, franchise history. And uh, when it comes down to it, he, he helped bring them their only title in franchise history. So there will always be a soft spot there for Rick. But um, it is nice, you know, to, to kind of go into a new era and kind of you can look back on that time fondly now, and I, I don't have to worry about being upset with Rick <laughs> going into this season for once. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that's going to do it for our mailbag this week, guys. Uh, like I said, uh, our next episode is going to be done on the Fireside app. It's an app that Mark Cuban co-founded. Uh, it's a, it's a if you're used to Green Room, it's kind of like Green Room, but it just it gives us a lot more flexibility. Uh, it gives us, you know, a way to uh, reach more people when we do our live broadcast. So uh, download the Fireside app on your phones and go find uh, Matt and myself on there. And then you'll be prepared. Uh, you'll get a notification when we start our live our live podcast on there uh, next time we come on. So be sure to do that. In the meantime, go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. Uh, every now and then, we select a, a random few people uh, to win a T-shirt, Math Step Back Podcast T-shirt. So when you leave a review, put your Twitter ad on there, and you might be winning one. So, guys, we appreciate it as always. Y'all have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Y'all have a good one. Where we left that No, we gotta get back No, we gotta get back Rep the mail, step back Overcame the setbacks Starting where we left that No, we gotta get back Like, no, we gotta get back Let me step back for a minute Let me step back for a minute Let me step back for a minute Let me step back for a minute